Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Leon Fontaine. Leon is senior pastor of Springs Church with locations across Canada. He's also been Miracle Channel's CEO since 2010. Leon's teaching will help you develop your own personal relationship with Jesus and walk in his promises. You can watch his program, Leon Fontaine, The Spirit Contemporary Life, weekdays on Miracle Channel. And now, Leon Fontaine will explain why there was such a large celebration at the birth of Jesus. He will describe how Jesus' birth wasn't an ordinary birth, but was the moment that the Savior entered the physical world. Let's dive into the message. You know, when you look at the Christmas story, and I want to read you a piece of it, so many people, sometimes we've heard it so many ways. You're either going to read from one of the books, from the wise men or the shepherds, um, or the king getting upset, or the donkey, or the, you know, the room, the inn with no room in it. I've heard the Christmas story, I mean, my entire life, and I never get tired of it. I just love hearing it taught. I love hearing it read. And sometimes we tend to get familiar. You know, when you get familiar with something, it is a dangerous time. Marriages have to fight that. If you get familiar with your spouse, ooh, it sounds like not that bad, but it's actually the problem, number one reason for most problems. When you get familiar with your job, things are going bad. When you get familiar with God, you're familiar with his word. And so today, I want to resurrect some passion. I want to make sure that you're going into Christmas with a yeehaw. There's a guy on our person on Henderson Highway I used to watch for years. I used to comment on him every year, whoever it was, because he was way up in one of these uh, high rises towards Henderson and in a great big square block letters, humbug. So I was driving another street the other day. I think it was St. James. Here's another guy here. Another person's got up there. Maybe this person moved. I don't know. I'm making, I'm making this person famous, whoever they are. And big block letters, humbug. And you know what? There's a lot of things that go on around Christmas time, I'm sure, that you could say humbug. And I was talking to another person who their church does nothing at Christmas time. It's a pagan holiday. I went, oh, well, Jesus is not a pagan. No, but it's the wrong date, and there's no tree, Christmas trees in the Bible, and, there's no, and they had all this stuff, and we got it from other cultic religions. And Yeah, I know all that, but for me, it's all about Jesus. <laughs> and I love the fact, presents. Now, you don't have to go and like, blow your whole salary. It's just the fact that if you get somebody something, you can say, well, I mean, like what? What do you get somebody who's got everything? Well, you're not trying to get them something they don't have. You're just trying to honor and say, tell somebody, I love you. And when you study the Christmas story, Jesus is the present from God to us. So let me read you this Christmas story, and then let's take a look at the why is there so much passion? Why is there so much excitement? Why is this an over-the-top story? Listen to this. Luke 2, 6, it says, while they were there, the time came for Mary to give birth. She gave birth to a son, 
her firstborn. She wrapped him in a blanket, laid him in a manger, because there was no room in the hostel. There were shepherders camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angel stood among them. Ooh, that'd freak you out. And God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A Savior has just been born in David's town. A Savior who is Messiah and Master. This is what you're to look for. A baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. At once the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. They were singing glory to God in the heavenly heights, peace to all men and women on earth who please him. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the sheep herders talked it over. Let's get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God had just revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who heard the sheep herders were impressed. Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear, deep within herself. The sheep herders returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they'd been told. Why was there such a celebration? Why, when you read this whole story, did the wisest men on the planet who studied the stars, the future, who studied old prophecies in different letters by different prophets, and they knew the star was a sign, a king was born. Everyone thinks they were there the day he was born, but the truth is, for months, if not a couple of years, they followed and finally came to where Jesus was. Why did angels appear to shepherds? This is a monumental event, and it's not just about a baby being born, although I love babies. I love babies being born. This is something bigger, something huge. This was going to be a gift. The life of this baby, God with us, Emmanuel, was going to create a new life for every person on the planet. Regardless of your language, the color of your skin, the religion you were born into, or what all your beliefs are, were, etc. This baby was going to take the sins of the world. You know, one of my favorite Christmas carols is that one that is singing about Mary and says, Mary, did you know that this baby boy will one day walk on water? Mary, did you know this baby boy, he'll save our sons and our daughters? Did you know this baby boy, and it says he, he's walked where angels trod. And when you kiss the face of this baby, you've kissed the face of God. Don't ever lose 
the stunning, amazing, phenomenal reason that followers of Christ celebrate Christmas. This baby took the sin of the world and traded lives with me and with you. Why was there such a big celebration? Why did the most intelligent men and women on the planet come to know Jesus? Why did the average commoner, which back then would have been the sheep herders, why did he appear to them? Why were, I mean, you could just go on and on and on. And today, I want to move you from humbug to happy. All right? Because yes, there's lots of problems with Christmas, and yes, it's all about the money, blah, 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 blah. Well, is it for you? No. Well, then you be happy. You put Jesus on, on the throne of your heart. You put Jesus on the throne of your life. Retail's not going to do that. <laughs> Listen to what Jesus did. It's, it's just stunning as you understand. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, it explains why the huge celebration from angels to wise men to sheep herders to Joseph to all of the prophets of old prophesying this saying. This is what it says in Corinthians by the Apostle Paul. When someone becomes a Christian, a follower of Christ, he becomes a brand new person inside. He's not the same anymore a new life has begun all these things are from God who brought us back to himself through what Jesus did and God has given us the privilege of urging everyone to come into his favor and be reconciled to him for God was in Christ restoring the entire world to himself no longer listen to these incredible words no longer counting men's sins against them. What? But blotting them out. Erasing them, it means. This is the wonderful message that he has given us to tell others. We are Christ's ambassadors. God is using us to speak to you. We beg you as though Christ himself were here pleading with you. Receive. The love he offers you. Receive the gift he offers you. Be reconciled to God. For years I worked in emergency rescue as a paramedic. I was with many people when they would breathe their last. Both as a paramedic and as a pastor. And often if they were conscious and they wanted to talk to me. Some of the people who you know, we're, we're, they were thinkers. They weren't desperate. They'd often have objections like, I've lived my life the way I wanted to. And I'm not just going to at the last minute, you know, place myself on the, on the cares of God. It's just not right. If I, want, if I would have served him, this, then it makes sense to me. <laughs> I remember telling one guy, and actually lots of guys, but this one time... This guy was very strong on honor and integrity. And I've lived like this, I'll pay the consequences. I said, okay, but uh, you have no idea what those consequences payments look like. But I said, actually, you're not asking God to forgive your sins. What? I said, 
This prayer that is a gift, this gift that you receive by talking in, isn't about asking to forgive your sins and then God going, hmm, let's take a vote. Angels, what do you think about Leon? All in favor of forgiveness? Oh, half and half. Sorry, Leon. <laughs> you didn't make it, dude. It's not. See, I told him your, your sins, your mistakes, the things that you're embarrassed about, that it's actually already been forgiven. He goes, it was? I said, that, that, that's the Christmas story. It started there. And in the next 33 years, when Jesus died on a cross, every one of your sins has been forgiven. So you mean I'm already forgiven? Yeah, you asking isn't actually going to get it done or not done. It was a done deal. Well, then why am I asking? Because you have such power over your own life that he'll never push this gift onto you. You, you have to take it. And I think we need to understand that this gift of Jesus when he died on this cross, when he came as a human being, the reason the heavens sang, the angels sang, the wise men traveled for months, the shepherds were terrified and blown away, and, and then we followed the life of Jesus and what he was like when he walked the planet. And it was a view of God, loving, forgiving, caring, valuing. He didn't just hang out with those who believed the same way he did. He respected and valued everyone who didn't believe the same way he did. And because of that, they came to know God's gift was his son. And he came to exchange his life for you and for me. When I explained it to this guy this way, he says, so then it's already been done. I just have to receive it. Yes, you're not asking God to go die again. It's already been done. So what a waste if you don't accept it. All right, he said, and I remember just leading him in the prayer of getting right with God, just accepting this beautiful gift of salvation and the change that it, that it did. The reason that the world was in shock and in awe and all of heaven rejoiced was because up until this time, men lived and experienced the kingdom of darkness. Everyone was born into it. No one knew what it was to sense the life of God on the inside. You simply lived out of this darkness that had come upon the planet when, when Adam and Eve had sinned. This darkness is called the kingdom of darkness, and it influences us all. But when you give your life to Christ, you no longer are under its authority. And this is saying so beautifully that when we give our lives to Christ, it says that we are, that God is, if I go back to one of the verses, it says, God restored the world to himself, no longer counting men's sins against them, but blotting them out. This is the wonderful message he has given us to tell others. If you've heard religion, ugh, I kind of, I kind of, I do, I hate religion. 
Religion is man-made rules and man-made services and, and performances trying to, to get people to be good, judging one another and analyzing one another. But Jesus didn't come to start another religion. He came to end all religions and give every individual a personal relationship with God himself. That's what this gift was, a complete transformation. He exchanged his life for our lives, each of us individually. And he even said he wants us to have a life on the planet as close to those in heaven as we can. Now, a lot of religions, they just seem to sing songs about how lousy it is on this planet. Dear Jesus, save me from this world of woe. At least we've got Jesus for a little bit of, of emotion ability to handle this but you can't expect a better life or relationships or things like that but I'll give you a, a verse that I talk about all the time here when Jesus taught his disciples to pray there's a line in there that is shocking he says your will be done now just a minute everyone wonders I wonder what God's will for me is well let me tell you what it is Jesus taught his disciples to pray it. It's in the Bible so that you would know what prayer would look like. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's God's will for you? A life that mimics heaven. Now on this earth, there's going to be tribulations and trials and people backstabbing you and betraying you and storms and death hasn't been dealt with yet. So we're all going to die and go to be with Jesus at one point. So yes, it's not exactly like heaven. But if you want to know what God's will is, while religion is saying, God's making you sick to teach you. While religion says, God stole your baby. While religion says, it's an act of God that wiped out three cities. That's all poppycock. It's a good Christmas word, poppycock. Because <laughs> Jesus said in John 10, 10, I've come that you could have life, that you could have it more abundantly. Christmas is a good reminder for me because I always want to be reminded that whatever's going on in my life right now, that when it comes to storms and heartaches and sicknesses and relationship issues or betrayals or whoever's doing what to what, that God is always here to bring peace, to bring joy to you. He's here that you might know what it is to sense his presence, to know him personally. And yes, religion sucks. I have said that repeatedly. I get letters about it, but I want people to know that, that I refuse to platform religion. I love Jesus. <laughs> And when you discover this Jesus and the gift that he won, that he paid for with his own life for you and I, then you have a reason to rejoice. See, peace. The Bible says the kingdom of darkness is it's just fear. It's sin. It's, it's anger. It's, un, it's emotional chaos. But it says the kingdom of light, which is the kingdom of God, it says that it is righteousness, peace. And joy. In other words, you don't have to wait for everything to be good to have peace. Because he'll never leave you or forsake you. You don't have to wait till everything is good until you have joy. And I want to challenge you that if you want to, you can live in humbug. 
certain degree of humbug in my marriage, a certain degree of humbug in my finance, a certain degree of humbug about Christmas, get the kids together, pay for the food. Yeah, yeah, and we'll be cleaning for hours. Does anybody ever stay? I've heard them all. <laughs> or you can make a decision. You see, deep within you, if you've given your life to Christ, there is a peace. You can have it and enjoy it or ignore it. Deep within you, there is a joy when you give your life to Christ. But you have to believe. You have to access that joy. And if you don't, it'll, everything's humbug. But you can have that joy. Now, I've made a decision. I've decided wherever I go and whatever I do, I am going to access that joy and I'm going to transfer it. It's like the flu. Man, you can get it transferred to a whole lot of people if you just choose to smile, to encourage, to care. Someone might say, well, I don't have any joy. Well, then find him because Jesus is our joy. He's our joy. Well, I don't want to be phony. You know what? Phony is when you don't have it and you're putting on a show for your own advantage. No, no, no. If Jesus is within you, then get up in the midst of all your problems and maybe your overexpenditure, which you shouldn't have done on Christmas presents, and you invited all the people over for a, a time at your house, even the ones you don't like, and, uh, and just decide to smile and rejoice. It's Christmas. But if we can practice here, we can keep this going all year. His peace. His joy deep on the inside of me transfers it. It's in my life. Why don't I transfer it into my kids, my son-in-laws, my daughter-in-law, the grandkids, the people that are around me? People often said, do you ever have any problems? And I said, why? Well, you always seem to be up. I said, I was told that you don't have to be down if you have problems. I've been told, like that old song says, he's God in the mountains, but he's also God in the valleys. When things go wrong, he'll make them right. So if you're waiting for everything to be good before you're happy and peaceful, you're going to be really old and wrinkled. And even then, you ain't going to find him. So in the midst of whatever life is dishing out, find his peace. Get up and choose to release this joy. I found the two best ways of enjoying greater peace and greater joy is just giving it away. Just everywhere you go, encouraging others, doing the things that Jesus just did. And my friend, your whole world will change. And let's believe God for miracles this Christmas. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Leon Fontaine. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already and share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.